From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fires from freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. It's November 2nd, 2023. So first of all, happy every second matters to those of you that are out there. Uh, welcome to another Clover Tech podcast powered by our friends at Mostrom Tactical. We'll talk a little bit about the over here shortly. We've got Ricky with Sput Targets today, waiting patiently in the green room. Going to bring him in here shortly and uh, hopefully have a good conversation. Uh, so uh, I'm going to address the uh, folks in the audio world or maybe video to replay world that are out there. Uh, remember that we do record these live and uh, those folks that do come in live are able to ask questions, participate in the conversation in real time. Uh, however, if you are out there in replay, there's likely a comment section below. So jump down in that comment section and you can also participate in the conversation. Uh, proud members of the uh, Fives Radio Network. I always like to mention that because there are a lot of cool podcasts and other things going on over there. So be sure that you jump over uh, and check out everything there is to offer over at net. Uh, big shout out and thanks, of course, as always, to the uh, YouTube channel members. Uh, we appreciate the uh, support and we appreciate the added engagement that we have, whether that's early video drops, the daily vlogs, uh, whatever it might be. So, uh, yeah, Monster Tactical, you guys have, have heard it all season this season. Um, decent quality stuff, budget minded stuff. And if you're looking for uh, just about anything in the optic game and as far as handgun, red dots and things like that they haven't really delved into that area of things much but as far uh, as the long boys like the ones behind me here uh, whether you're talking lpvos traditional uh, scopes for target for hunting uh, if you're looking for red dots prisms uh, mounts rings uh, bases uh, scope leveling systems uh, even flashlights will monster and tactical uh, they've very likely got what you need at uh, yeah, a price that you're going to find might be a little dangerous. It might be so good uh, you end up getting over there and spending way more than you initially spent in the first place because instead of buying one thing, you buy six. Uh, but that's okay. I'm sure they're not going to mind that one bit. Uh, also, if you see them out there in about and around these social interwebs, make sure that you uh, comment on their posts and tell them that. Uh, we said thanks for uh, hosting, for not hosting, for sponsoring, for powering the podcast. So with that uh, out of the way, let's get Ricky in here, man. How are you, buddy? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm going to give you just a quick minute. We're going to dive down some rabbit holes. We're going to get into a lot of different specifics, but uh, just kind of right off the bat here, uh, who you are, what you do. Yeah. Uh, so Ricky Taggart, I have been in the, the firearms industry for uh, about a decade now, maybe a little over a decade. Um, my career first kind of started working as a, an e-commerce manager for a few small companies. Um, one of them was a little bit larger, Sportsman's Warehouse, um, that really kind of got me going in that that arena. Um, 
and uh, worked for a company called Axel or Sportier, kind of doing their marketing and e-commerce. Um, and then it wasn't uh, until a few years after that that I, I kind of got more heavily involved by owning a few companies. And that's one of those was called Sput Targets um, that we, we actually acquired that uh, this year. Um, and I can go more into detail on that company and sure. uh, who they are now or later. I don't know what you want. Right. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there for okay. sure. Yeah. Um, so, you're talking about Axel. Is that the Axel hearing performance or is that, was that yeah. a different? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they, they started out as a um, sport ear and they were labeled that for a good 10 plus year, 20 years, I guess. I don't know how long. Oh, they okay. were that. And then they rebranded to, you know, it was more just a hunting brand how they marketed it for the first ah gotcha yeah decades of the company and so we wanted to be more encompassing so while i was there we we rebranded to a new website and completely changed the company to be axel at that point okay gotcha when did you leave there just curious uh gosh it was 2018 so it's been a bit okay that was about when i met those those guys so eric and and some of the other ones yeah yeah eric, eric was there for a little bit when i was yeah um so yeah, I, that was right about the time I think. So for some reason, our paths I guess didn't didn't cross at that particular. It wasn't in the stars, so to speak. <laughs> sure. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about you talked about doing uh, some marketing and stuff like that. I, I'm curious about. I always like to ask the guest um, as far as the firearm culture, as far as the the role firearms played in your life, being around them. Uh, having access to them, that sort of thing. Uh, with growing up and everything else, was that a part of your life at all or was something you come into later in life? Yeah, sure. So good question. So I, I come from a pretty conservative background. That being said, it was I grew up more what I like to, to refer to as more of a city. Um, you know, we, we had a firearm or two in the in the home. You know, we went trap shooting, um, but never, I don't think we, my family owned a pistol and, you know, certainly not a, a really high powered rifle or anything like that. Just a, right. a shotgun 22 rifle, maybe. Um, it wasn't until I, I left the home, left the nest, um, started to pursue a, a career in law enforcement, um, oh. that I kind of got my, my interest, piqued my interest in kind of the all out, everything outdoors, hunting and, um, and then, you know, also pistols. Mm -hmm. um I, I did not pursue obviously a, a career in law enforcement but that, <laughs> right. that's kind of where it started for me personally i'll tell you what with some of the sentiment nowadays it might not have been a bad decision <laughs> yeah sure just, just saying right <laughs> yeah uh, sometimes a blessing in disguise talk about the stars <laughs> the stars is not coming together sometimes yeah. that's a good thing yes yeah, sir uh wow uh what part of the country did you grow up in just curious yeah so i, I was born in texas but uh oh, okay. pretty much raised in in utah that's right. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's about as rural as you get. Um, <laughs> yeah. As far as, uh, as far as the state goes, Utah. Sure. Yeah. Not a, not a whole lot, not a whole lot up that way. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, lot of beautiful country though. So that's interesting. So did y'all do some shotgunning stuff on the regular or was it a kind of a special treat type thing? Yeah. A special treat a couple times a year is all. Oh, okay. Um, really wasn't, like I said, wasn't involved. We went camping and fishing and stuff, but mm -hmm the the shooting sports not even you know a couple of times a year with my dad and maybe a buddy or two but otherwise just wasn't a big big thing right. I did. yeah yeah and it sounds like it was an indifferent thing like y'all just had different interests and different hobbies yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh i find that uh that's probably the, the majority of uh i think that's probably the the 
majority of folks that aren't big into firearms it's like they don't care they just it's just like off-roading or like you mentioned with fishing or hiking or hunting or camping it's like for some folks it's just not their thing yeah since i've i've kind of become obsessed with this world all my sisters and my parents have now kind of followed not not certainly as deep as i am but i mean they all have now protection and they they go out regularly to make sure they're trained and you know so it's we we, i've influenced for the for the better i think (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking to that training with the with the law enforcement, was that something that you chased down long enough to go through any type of law enforcement training? No, no. So kind of what it, my my first initial I, I was going after a degree in law enforcement. I can't remember exactly what it was. Okay, called. like a criminal um, justice type. Yeah, yeah exactly. Something like that. that. So way. I was taking yeah. a you know a couple semesters worth of classes. Uh, okay. I was about to start here locally at one of the you know our our state prison in Utah, uh, just to be a, a correctional officer, um, and that was right around the 2008. Uh, kind of collapse of the, you know, the, the economy. And so the, right. they put a freeze on hiring and that, that altered my life to where, you know, I, I was already, I had already wow. been hired on at the prison actually was going to start within a few weeks. And then right. got noticing that all, all hiring was that including me was being put on hold for, you know, indefinite amount of time. Wow. And, uh, and so I was like, well, I'm not going to wait around. We'll find something else to do. So changed my degree and changed my path. And yeah. That's that's interesting. They put they put a uh, a hiring freeze at a prison, and the reason I say that that's interesting is that uh, of course I'm here I'm here in Texas. My wife has worked for she's a prison nurse has worked for the prison system for a very long time. Yeah, um, and I don't think they would ever fathom here <laughs> putting a putting a hiring freeze on. I mean that they have trouble enough having to give incentives and bonuses and all this other stuff. Yeah. You would try to get people to to uh to apply so it's like you're so short-headed all the time it's it's crazy to even think that was a thing yeah uh you know my at the time my father-in-law was actually a deputy warden at the prison uh which would make you think i'd have a shoe in to you know to get in even past that but a lot of the state says no right yeah i I mean he was blown away because it it was always they were like you said they're always hurting and people you know the, the turnover is pretty high in that kind of uh profession and so yeah i think they were surprised and and not too pleased with that uh, when that happened right right well let's uh let's shift gears a little bit let's kind of get into sput targets and for those that that cannot understand my east texas vernacular it's s-p-u-t yeah Uh, i've said that several times and i've had people go oh what kind of target <laughs> it's like no it's not that uh, but, uh, yeah you said that you guys acquired the uh, acquired the company so i'm curious what kind of led up to you i guess sput targets coming on your radar and yeah. how did all that roll out yeah sure so i own another company called mag holder um there it's a horizontal magazine pouch um i acquired that company let's see, a little over two years now. It was founded by Mark Housekeeper back in like 20, oh gosh, I want to say 2022, 2020, or no, sorry, no, 2012, 2013. It's been about 10 years is how old the company is. He invented the company shortly after he invented it. I got to know him, was a next door neighbor. I was in marketing. So I helped him for 10 years. Um, Unfortunately, he got ill uh, and and passed away about uh, earlier this year, but uh, he got really sick two years ago. Um, and so being involved with the company, knowing how the company was run, 
um, I was able to kind of take the reins over, acquire it from him. And, and so that was kind of in terms of ownership and, you know, really heavily involved in the, the firearm industry, that was Magholder. Um, so I've been running that for a couple of years, growing it. It's been growing exponentially. Um, uh, shameless plug, you know, it's it's an awesome product for anyone that can seal carries. It's it's horizontal. So anyone that has any amount of gut or even if you, I, I don't have a gut, but I still prefer that horizontal spare mag pouch versus right. the vertical. Um, so anyways, big product, big, big company, but a lot of fun to, to be involved with. So earlier this year, uh, as my wife and I, you know, we run that company together. Um, this company, Sput Targets, it was founded and, and owned locally here in Utah. And so it came up wow. on just a classified listing of someone, the, the kid that owned it at the time saying, hey, I've got to move. I, I you know can't run the company anymore. And uh, so we were luckily in a position to, to acquire it. And it, it kind of fit with our portfolio of mag holder and you know our, our passion for the outdoors and shooting with our kids and all that and so um that's kind of why we considered it thought about it prayed about it and, and, and acquired it at that point yeah that was that's interesting there it's like eh, how'd you buy that oh it's a craigslist ad exactly yeah it really was right. it's like it was a local wow. list it's called ksl.com here locally but yeah it's a, it's yeah. a craigslist locally yeah right uh, and so I guess there was a there was a point. I mean, you had to go look at the product, right? And kind of see, yeah. you know, what the production process was like. There was, yeah. Did uh, was there? What was your first impressions when you when you kind of laid eyes on the product and what he was <laughs> yeah. doing with the company? So, um, he was running it out of a storage unit. Um, wow. Uh, he was a young single kid, uh, really young, probably ten years younger than me, and um, or more. I don't know. Uh, and so it was pretty basic how he was running the, the operations. Um, hard so to scale, when I went, what's like. that? Hard to scale. It sounds oh, like. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it 100% is, um, or was, uh, and so went and looked at it and I immediately saw some opportunity, just improvement of, of manufacturing and process. Uh, that, that was one thing when I acquired mag holder is we made some improvements and, um, yep. were able to scale it once again, exponentially right out of the gate. And it's grown considerably month over month, year over year, just because of, you know, kind of how my brain works. I'm able to look at things and say, let's simplify, let's do this and, and make things a little better. Right. Um, so I saw that, I saw the product. I like to shoot. We, we don't have a large piece of property here, but we luckily are kind of on a hill so I can shoot little BB guns or, you know, air, air guns in the backyard with my kids. Um, and so I, I, you know, I immediately saw a kind of a, a little, niche or, or gimmick even you know you call it a gimmick that's fine it doesn't hurt my feelings just a little gimmick target that i can shoot with my kids and you can take to the range it's you know it in in my mind it's it's better than uh the the tannerite exploding targets those are about the same price one target is about the same price for four of mine you get one shot for tannerite versus you know all four targets you can get hundreds yeah it might not be as big of a bang big as a you know a, a moment but still right. for kids and, you know, just for kind of that uh, reactive target, it's, you get a lot more, more bang for your buck, you know, pardon the pun. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I immediately saw that my wife and I looked at it and saw, Hey, this could be something, you know, it might not be huge. We're not going to get rich off of it, but it'd be fun to have fun, be fun to see what we can build off of. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about uh, a reactionary target as far as the sput targets, it's going to depend on the, you know, the caliber you're using, right. Is, oh, is, yeah. 
a, a big deal. Uh, yeah. with a couple that you, you sent me to play around with, you know, is it fun with nine millimeter? Sure. Um, do you get way more shots on it and powder coming out and it lasts longer with 22? Yeah. And I can yeah. imagine with a, with a pellet or BB, right. It being even, it being even better. I mean, it would almost last all day, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. 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 Uh, but especially with the, with the kiddos, with new shooters, with things like that, anything that's reactionary, yeah, uh, I think as far as the target uh, is really cool. And a couple of things with that. I mean, first of all, you, you, there's a lot of ranges and I'm curious your take on this. If there's any ranges around that have said something one way or another about using the sput targets, but a lot of them don't want you bringing steel. They don't want you, you know, bringing steel in. And so I, I can see a spot where you could potentially talk range owners of nothing else into allowing you to set up the sput target. And at least you would have that, that reactionary component. Yeah. So good question. And, and I, have not gone around to any of the ranges here you know kind of how utah works is we have you know we're, we're in the mountains so we have a lot of hills right. to shoot up against um there's some a lot of indoor a lot of indoor ranges so those are certainly out of the question there right um so it would really be a few of your outdoor ranges um there's not a lot of those i mean there's there's one here in kind of utah county where i'm at there's one up in salt lake county that or there's a couple in salt lake county so kind of each county maybe has one or two and so this is more i think a product that you know if you can go out in the sticks and you're shooting camping or, or in your own property backyard um it probably makes more sense in that that type of situation and like you mentioned it's more for your your families and your kids it's you know we've had comments on facebook and you know people sending us messages you know what a waste of money this is you know a gimmick you you know you can make your own or you can do this and yeah i get that it's not some sexy you know um product like even tannerite if you want to call it to where it's it's tactical and it's gonna make you that much better of a of a shooter it's it's a fun right. thing to shoot. You know, I mean, we see jackasses take TVs and, and couches out and shoot them up. And so it's, uh, right. it's you know, it's right. biodegradable and, and safe to shoot um, compared to some of the other things that people shoot. And so, th you know, that, that's kind of the, the angle that I'm trying to take the product, the company of for your families, for your young shooters, you know, who are trying to, to learn and get involved. That's kind of where this I think this product and this company makes sense. I think so. And I mean, you keep coming back to like the backyard with the, the air rifle, right? With yeah. the BB gun, with the pellet rifle. And like, I think that's honestly, I think that's, I mean, here, yeah, okay, I think I put nine millimeter on these and, and 22. Yeah. But honestly, having done that, um, yeah, I mean, air rifle and stuff like that at closer range in the backyard is, yeah. you know, is, is probably the, the, the prime demographic of the prime use. And so, you know, when you've got haters out there, the, the problem that with haters is they're so close-minded and they don't stop and think about, Hmm. Okay. I think this is crap, <laughs> but in what situation could I use this that it wouldn't be crap? Right. Yeah. And then are there other people that are in those situations? And the answer to that, all of those questions is yes but they're so close minded that they don't take the time to open it up and say, Hey, you know, yeah. Um, you know, what, what could be a good use for this? And I dropped the ball. Honestly, uh, I do got one of the sput targets left and I promised the, the next video it's in not to drop the ball, but I probably should have mentioned in the video that I did that, uh, 
hey, you know, air guns, pellet rifles, things like that. Uh, you know, sure. um, and the next video that might be what I use, quite honestly, cool. on it, uh, just to do that. I do have a complaint. I'm going to be a hater for a minute, please. And it's something you have zero control over when it comes <laughs> to the quality yeah. control or design, right? Yeah. Let me back up. I think with design, you could you could fix something. Okay. Um, it is not nearly as cool if there's not any wind blowing. Sure. Yeah, I get if, that. If it's steel, the powder just goes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. Um, yeah. But if there's the least little breeze, it's man, it's freaking cool. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I so, get that. We're we're looking at into ways to. Yeah, I won't touch on that because it's still very much. Oh, know, I was I was joking. I mean, well, take no, no. I mean, I'm saying. I, well, we're looking into ways to to address that. What can we yeah. do to to add something more reactionary? You know, and once again, I'm yeah. not. I'm, I won't touch on that because that's still kind of in the the design phase, very much. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. We, we recognize that. I mean, it, if, if there's no wind, you know, luckily I live in a place where right now I'm looking out my my two you know American flags I have out are moving barely, but they're moving, and so right. it's, yeah. we always have a breeze here. But I recognize, you know, that's yeah. not. Not everywhere. Not yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. If if I can touch real quick on a comment you made earlier on the haters, um, I think the biggest issue with the Second Amendment industry is, and that's more on the consumers, uh, how much negativity we have towards towards each other. Um, and I, I think I see that more now as a, a business owner, you know, but I, I've seen it ever since I, you know, started as a, a website, you know, marketing professional 10 years ago. We, you know, we have guys that come in and it's, you know, they're so set on their way or the highway and, you know, their body yep. type, you know, is, you know, I can, I wear this holster on this position and I wear this gun on this caliber <laughs> right. or, you know, I use these products and I wear this type of shoe and underwear and all this. And anyone yeah. who does differently is, you know, is a fool and doesn't deserve to to carry a gun or whatever. And I've seen that so much with, you know, our other company, Magholder and Sput Targets. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Why can't we just, you know, for me, if I see a, a product that doesn't make sense, if I'm on social media, I keep scrolling. If I'm at the store, I walk past it. I don't yeah. go after the company and attack them and tell them, you know, how stupid they are. So right. it's really weird to me that people take, you know, I mean, it's a troll. That's a definition of a troll. So it just, it's, it's just amazing to me how negative we can be towards a, an American Second Amendment company. You know, we are 100% American made. Both right. my products are made 100% here. The Sput Targets and Magholder, everything is American. And they're both Second Amendment, you know, companies. So why would they not be supported even by a thumbs up? You don't have to purchase the product. You know, why is it not just, you know, good right. job. Thanks for, you know, trying. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. That, that kind of thing just peeves me. And, you know, we we get in quite a bit of arguments on Facebook with those people. I don't let them pass by. And it's not customers always right. You know, for me, it's, you know, if you're going to troll and you're going to, show your stupidity on Facebook. I'm going to, I'm going to point it out and you know, we, we, we do kind of that. So right. anyways, that, that, that's my soapbox. I'll get it. No, no. I mean, it, it, that's a, that's a good rabbit hole sometimes to chase down because <laughs> it, it's true. I see it all the time. I mean, you can imagine, I mean, making videos and putting things out. Sure. Yeah. You know, highly opinionated people that it, it's just, they, again, they're so, they're so close minded that they yeah. don't, they don't understand there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with saying i do not like this product or 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 i guess more specifically it would be i don't have a use for this product yeah, right yeah. um and that's fine because yeah. like you said i mean it's it not everybody's 
should have a use for every single product that's out there, you know, across all spectrums, right? Right. Um, that's and that's part of the beauty of the all industry, I guess, really. Uh, and that's where innovation comes from, too, is uh, if everybody used one single product, like what would be there would be no innovation. There would be right, no yeah. reason to try to create something else because everybody uses this. Nobody's yeah. going to go to that other thing. So it would life would be so boring, man. Right. Like if we only had one flavor of ice cream, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> yeah. like come on. Like that's 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 insane to even think that way. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, you know, you walk into a place like Shot Show, like how many Target companies are there? How many holster companies are there? How right. many? And it's it's beautiful that they can all do business, right? They all yeah. have their own little carved out niches and sectors. Buy for everyone, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And you know, you walk into you know anything in the firearm industry and. You're gonna find what you need. There's enough variety that you're yeah. gonna be able to find what you need, and yeah. um, I think that's it. Uh, like I said, close-mindedness is is just what what gets me. Just yeah. because you don't have a need for it or a use for it, I don't say need. Sometimes it's a want too, right? Yeah, for exactly. Like, <laughs> I own stuff that there's absolutely zero reason for me to own it, except for you know what? By God, I had the money. Yeah, I'm a grown up. My bills are paid, <laughs> right. and I wanted it. Like that's yeah. it. Period. Yeah. You know? I, so, so I go hunting, and I think most of the gear I have is completely unnecessary. If you look how right. they used to hunt and what the kind of gear they use, and I'm I'm decked out with you know hundreds, thousands of dollars worth of apparel and and accessories and and guns. When it's not it's not necessary, but yeah, it's like you said, I'm an adult. I I think it looks cool. It's what I want. It it makes my job funner and easier, and so I chose it. So right. I, I think that's what makes America great is people get to solve their own problems, you know, especially holster, holsters. You brought up holster companies. They're, they're a dime a dozen. There are holsters everywhere and they come and they go. Some stick around, some don't. I think that's, you know, as I've talked to holster companies around here locally, every single one of them was started out as I wanted a specific holster, specific design. I wasn't seeing it. Um, and, and maybe that, they, that company, the idea had already been made somewhere else, but they hadn't found it yet. And so they made their own. And so they've come up with this company and they're now supporting their family with a holster company. And, you know, I'm sure they get their own hate and, you know, their, their own people, well, someone else does this better and, you know, different. And I I think I I, I love that American story of people being able to solve their own problems and then making something out of it. It's, it's what makes us awesome here. Real quick, and I've had this. I've had this a couple of times. Not really to uh, to put targets at Ricky, but bending ballistics says Clover. What walls are you using for your firearm displays? Uh, I know this is totally off topic. It no, is. But I, I love you, and I will address it. So I'll address it really quick and say it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about the handguns over here, that's all homemade with pegboard, and <laughs> I ain't even going to get into it. Contact me on through email or something like that. Uh, <laughs> the long boy racks back here. Uh, check out the Amazon influencer store is all I got to say about that. Cool. So it, it, guess what? Both of those things, you can find uh, links down in the description, wherever you're at. So, cool. uh, back to the, um, back to the target itself. I don't know how much you want to, or can talk to the design of yeah. the target, but let's kind of get on that a little bit. Uh, kind of paint a picture, if you will, with, uh, with our words on, you know, how that the target itself is set up and, and how it works. Yeah. So if I can go back to how it was designed, who it was designed by, 
Oh, his name is is uh, escaping me. It was Michael something, Michael Anderson, maybe six or seven years ago. He's out in Tooele, Tooele, Utah. Um, he designed it, um, and I don't know all the details. Um, I acquired the company from uh, someone else who had acquired it from him. So I'm the third owner. I well, I meant more of of yeah, not no, how I, it was designed in the sense yeah. of the concept type thing. You no, know, I get that. So I, yeah. I just. Uh, I guess starting with the, the initial history of the company. So it was, it was designed uh, how it's set up is it's a, I don't know if you dissected one of them, but it's a I haven't. No, I probably uh, should honeycomb piece of cardboard um, that we, we cut up and slice and then we manually pour in powder um, into, into the, the diamond shape of the target and then we we glue it. We glue a piece of paper on top of that, uh, and then we we cover that with the, the label that you then shoot. And we put the straws in. So everything is very manual. And even at this point, it's not super scalable. Um, and right. that's one thing we're working on improving. And you know, we we've come a long way since we've acquired it, and have ideas to to make it even better. Um, and so, yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's simple, but it's, you know, cer- uh, kind of different stages that we take uh, each target, each, you know, batch right. of targets. We, we cut a, a whole thousands of those cardboards and we, we fill thousands of the, the cardboard with the, the powder, then we glue, and then we, we put the labels and the straws on. Right. Now, <laughs> roughly, roughly, and again, if, if I'm asking a trade secret thing or whatever, they'll tell me to tell me to shut up. That's fine. <laughs> but, uh, Roughly the the pockets that contain the powders, multiple mini pockets in one in one target, obviously. Yeah. Do, do you know roughly about what size each of those individual pockets are? Ooh, I'd say. Uh, I was curious about that with the difference between shooting nine millimeter and twenty two, and I'm like, you know, I wonder how many pockets I'm covering with that particular caliber. I would say without grabbing one of the, the and measuring, grabbing one of the cards. Yeah, just roughly. We're not three yeah. eighths of an inch by three eighths of an inch. Oh wow, that's that a lot larger than I than I figured it would be. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a decent size. So I mean, yeah, you, you there's 121 pockets of powder roughly on each target. And so, you know, if you're hitting each one perfectly, you've got a hundred spots. In the well, diamond. In that diamond, there's 121 yeah. pockets of right. powder. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not the target overall. And I think that's what's kind of cool, too. That's that's one of the first things I did in the video is I'm like, you know what? And had I read the back of the target, for anybody out there that decides they want to, <laughs> hey, we're going to check out the link below. We're going to check out these butt targets. We're going to get some in and play with them. Um, just flip the target over and read the freaking back of it because yeah. I did, you set them. I opened everything up, looked them over. I was excited. I got out there. I set them up. I didn't read no instructions. I'm a dude. I'm not reading instructions. <laughs> yeah. And good. then I'm, I'm doing the video part of it and I flip it over and I'm like, well, snap, there's instructions right here that everything I just told you with this video that I experienced is written right here. Like if I had to <laughs> flip it over right out of the, the packaging, I would have known what it would do, you know, but that was kind of neat because it confirmed that yeah, sure. what, on that was true right yeah, like I, my great. my perception wasn't biased by what i read the target should do i experienced what it did and then yeah. was able to flip that over and go hey this is spot on it did exactly what you know yeah, it was designed to do yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Which, so we actually have a new batch of those labels the the target labels coming out um and we've we've simplified those instructions a little bit kind of 
made it better. And so, yeah, I, I think that'll yeah. be going forward. It'll be a little bit better experience too. Now, are there, are there plans for various shapes and sizes and different, because it seems like that would be easy with the sticker type front. Yeah. So 100%. And, you know, we're, we're still kind of in that somewhat proof of concept for the company since we just required it. It's okay. Is this something, you know, do, is there a need is in the industry? And so as we've right. proven that we now have a lot of ideas of, of going forward, different shapes, different, you know, the biggest call out is different sizes and, and sizes is big. Uh, and we recognize that's huge. It's just, that's, oh, that's a whole other undertaking as far as like tooling and, and manufacturing and yeah. molds. And I mean, yeah, that's a, yep. yeah, we recognize everyone wants bigger and we want bigger, but you know, we need to make sure that it, the company is, there's a need first before we yeah. invest too much more. And so, well, you know, we, we envision a lot, you know, I, I won't, we, I pictured, you know, kind of some, uh, a, a squirrel and, you know, a fox, you know, some of these different things that, you know, yeah. I was thinking more, and, and we're talking even like solid color, but I was thinking more of if you ever shot a silhouette match, right? Yeah. You got the ram and the chicken and the turkey and the pig, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was thinking like ram, chicken, turkey, pig, you know, sure. something along those lines that, that would be sort of a practical application because you have so many, uh, not only like large board, but small board, rim sure. fire, air, you know, yeah. rifle matches for silhouette. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hey, this is a thing that if, if again, I go back to, for whatever reason, you're not allowed to shoot steel. If you're allowed to shoot steel, you throw up your silhouettes. You know what I mean? You're still silhouettes downrange. You shoot them. They fall over. Hey, I hit it. You go on. Yeah. That could be something that, and especially for, for air apple or, or like small bore, because you'd get so many shots with it, that you, know, you could set that up and you would have that instant feedback and then since you're biodegradable, since you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, ricochets and all these other things that you yeah. potentially could with steel splashback. Um, I don't know. It just would be a, a, a way to, to get the practice in, right. Yeah. In situations where you couldn't otherwise. Yeah, for sure. We see, yeah, like I said, we have a lot of ideas, a lot on the, the drawing board as we're figuring out what to do with the company. And so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're excited. We, we think there's a lot of potential, a lot of, different ideas that we can have fun with now you know once we're done here i may go out i'm pretty sure the one the the one i shot up i'm pretty sure is 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 out there on the uh, on the bench i'm gonna have to cut into it i want to cut into it and look at it for sure yeah. but uh, uh i assumed and this was silly on my part and i should not have assumed because one of the things that you guys talk about is whether it's the powder you know it's the papers that are used like you know, this is not destroying the environment. Don't get me wrong. You should clean up after yourself. Yeah. Be good, be good stewards of the earth and then the range and the outdoors. Don't leave these targets sitting around. We're not advocating that. Um, but should you leave them outdoors, they're just going to deteriorate. Right. Uh, and for some reason I was thinking when it, and it was just from shooting it and from reading the instructions and how it's put together and it has the pockets of powder I'm thinking more lines of it's got some type of a bubble wrap structure with pockets, but that would defeat the whole purpose, right? Of being like eco-friendly for you guys. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's 100% biodegradable. The powder is safe. It's cornstarch based. Um, uh, and so, yeah, with, just like you mentioned, it's, we, it's paper. And so, yeah, once again, let, let's be, you know, 
clean up after ourselves, make sure we're, we're good stewards to the land. Um, right. But uh, it is a biodegradable product 100% through and through. Right. Now, what type of um, what type of quantities, things like that? Obviously, you know, they can jump over on uh, spot targets. They can uh, look at what you guys have. Do you guys sell them uh, individually in packs? Can folks choose their color? What's yeah. the current SKU lineup look like as far as the products? Sure. So currently we have five SKUs. It's the, the most popular is our variety pack. So that gets you four of each color, which is red, green, orange, and blue. Um, uh, we have an all red pack, an all blue pack, an all green pack, and an all orange pack. Um, so really five SKUs that you can choose from. Um, so far of the you know hundreds that we've sold, uh, the the variety pack is the most popular just to get you one of each color. Right. Yeah. And kind of see what you like. And I'm sure yeah. probably inserting lighting conditions and depending on yeah, the backdrop sure. you're shooting in and stuff like that, so you, yeah. you may find certain colors. So variety pack first and then kind of nail yeah. that down. And yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a lot of folks too, uh, uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting with the target and talking about the varieties and the colors is it's a two color system. I think folks that's important to that folks know that, right? Like the outer diamond and the inner diamond, or at least the ones that you sent yeah. over. Are they all yeah. that way? Yeah, it is. We might change that in the future, the near future. Um, we feel like that's kind of one of those manufacturing delays of of doing the two color process and not sure really? exactly benefits i like it the, i like, like it okay interesting so and yeah. we we wondered you know we might change it and then we might change back so we wanted to see you know that that's kind of one of those company decisions is you know this is cheaper and better by not doing the two colors uh but will we get blowback and will we get some some negative feedback that okay next go around we need to pro, uh, produce that two colors so your feedback right. so far is uh, i think not. so i think that's I think that if you're shooting, let me back up a little bit. It, it again, it goes back to the hater conversation we had, right? Yeah. So my perspective, you know, what I would use them for, what I can see them optimally being used for, um, mainly small bore air rifle stuff, right? Um, and with that, being able to recognize, oh, I'm hitting this large diamond and, oh, I'm hitting the center of the large diamond. Sure. And having that instant feedback because the color changed is, is pretty cool. Yeah, I guess the only the only thing I see for that for me when shooting like a large bore rifle is uh, if you're if I'm shooting one of my hunting rifles and I hit that center, I've got maybe one, two shots where that powder is now gone. Um, right. You know, and, you know, most of my rifles are pretty zeroed in and I consider myself a, a decent enough shot to where once I've shot a, a, a target all in the center, I'll then go up a little bit and say, okay, I'm not going to shoot right here and kind of right. zone in right there. That way I don't have to walk, you know, out 500 well, yards, yards, whatever. And so my, my point is, you know, depending upon the caliber and the, the experience, oh, you're yeah, getting yeah. a small amount of shots with that center at that point, then that, you know, is it really providing value that other color? Um, and so right. that, that's more on the company, you know, company side of things is, right. is that extra manufacturing process and time worth you know, the, the couple shots you get out of that center versus the, the grand scheme of that target of, you know, providing that, that reactive yeah. target. Um, That's true. Yeah. You know, with, you know, some of the other targets that I'm sure you've shot are like, you know, the 
the I can't remember what they're called. The reactive, like the zombie target, where you see the blood, you know, the blood splatter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So th- this is kind of you know, and even like a paper target, you can still see where you shoot, whether or not you see the powder. Yeah, it's right. an expensive paper target. It's just a paper target, but you know. I feel like as a shooter myself, you know, I can, once again, I can see where I'm hitting. And so once that center's done, I can still take value or um, get value out of the rest of that larger diamond. And so that's kind of where that, that decision. Um, we've been well, have you, so have you had much feedback? Because again, my perspective is coming more from the, the small bore type stuff, right? So have you had much feedback on who's using these or, or is it, high-powered rifle guys larger caliber guys or does it or gals i don't want to you know be sexist here yeah. uh, or <laughs> is it um um is it you know some of the gals out shoot the guys let's be honest right yeah for sure um, <laughs> most of them do as a matter of fact but anyway <laughs> um or is it you know is it the smaller stuff where you're talking about air rifle 22 is it do you get any are you getting any feedback as far as who's using them yeah. So that's, I mean, as a company, that's what we're still trying to pursue is that feedback uh, yeah. as we've had uh, been involved with that, like the guardian nation, you know, plug for, for Jake mm-hmm. Bulwark and still carry, yeah. you know, we, we had a large batch of those orders come through. Um, and then, you know, our own customers that we've been able to acquire through our own marketing efforts uh, of seeing what they're buying and what they're using it for. So we're trying to acquire that now feedback to understand as a business, what do those decisions need to be made? So I, you know, I can't share that now. I don't have that, but that's certainly sure. what we're trying yeah. to, to get now yeah. at this point. You know, we, we, we got this company six or seven months ago. So still very infant uh, in its stages in terms of us taking the reins and figuring it out. And uh, how do we be successful with it and determine its place in the, in the industry? Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that, and again, I mean, for, especially for the, the folks in audio out there is, is, is all about painting a picture. And so where we're talking about the center being a different color and you were talking about walking around, that's one thing that I did really enjoy about the design of the diamond. It's, it's diamonds inside diamonds, if that right. makes sense to anybody. So picture diamonds inside diamonds. And so when you know, I got these out, and of course, I was shooting with with 22 predominantly, right? So I just walked around. I'm like, oh, well, okay. First of all, I want to see if there's any powder in the outside edge, right? So I <laughs> shot outside the diamond, basically in all four corners, right? Walking yeah. around, and then I'm like, okay, I don't want to eat the center out yet. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, sure. you know, I'm gonna shoot in between the diamonds and see if there's powder in between them. Well, there was because it was in the bigger diamonds, in between. Yeah smaller diamonds i should say sure and be and it's like okay well there's powder coming out of there cool and i'm like okay now i'm going to go for the center of the of the four smaller diamonds right yeah and then ended out of course going for the you know the dead center of the target so um it's it the way it's laid out it, it makes it really easy to do what you're saying especially like with smaller bore stuff to walk those rounds if you're if you've got any kind of accuracy anyway <laughs> if you're shooting something that's not very accurate i don't know how well that would work but if you're shooting something that's pretty accurate and you're and you're a pretty decent shot you could walk those rounds and oh, yeah. you could even and you get even more life out of it quite honestly yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah in terms of feedback we have received it's been funny. I can't remember if it was your video you mentioned, or we've had a few pretty much negative feedbacks of, of people saying, Hey, there's no powder outside of the diamond. What the crap? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, kind of what you Why mentioned, you read the that? back, 
uh, of the target to where it says there is no powder. You're shooting there, and we never said there was powder in the white space. It's in the red space, man. So right. that, that has been feedback that we've gotten of people saying. Hit the target, man. <laughs> Come on. So that, that's been amusing to us, and, you know, it's just a hater, and, you know, it is what it is, but that, that has been amusing to see. Well, part of me, I mean, to to not to be a hater, but to say where well, some of these people – let's be honest most of them were probably trolls and haters some of them could have a legitimate thought because i had a legitimate thought about the outside area around the diamond and i thought what if there was like white powder in the outside sure and then at least you would know you were on target yeah it's good right actually yes but again is it is it that important yeah. that it's going to affect the production process, which could likely affect the cost of getting oh, it landed yeah. in somebody's hands, yeah. right? And it's like at the end of the day, I don't know it's that big a deal. And one of the reasons I don't know that it's that big of a deal is the outer area is white and it's bright white, it's shiny oh, yeah. bright white. Yeah. So well, when you when you land around in that area, like especially if you have a scope or a pair of binoculars or something like that at any kind of distance, pretty much you're going to see that the hole you're yeah. going to see that you hit in that white area. Right. Now, not so much in the, depending on the color, right. Of the diamond, maybe not so much. And that's where the powder, but that's where the powder comes into play. Right. So I see why it's set up the way it is. I can sort of see it both ways, yeah. but, yeah, it's, but sure. at the end of the day, it's like, I don't think it matters that much. I mean that that's a good idea though. I something I would consider down the road for sure. Of uh, you know, once again, you brought up cost. That you know that that would increase the cost to that on my end of that target, which would have to be passed on to the customer a little bit. Right. Um, and so you'd have to look at that. Is that a, a next level? You know, a version two of the target that you know you, you want level one or level two of the target and you know you get more for for level two sort of thing so i like that right right um you, you were talking about you know building them all there and everything I'm, I'm assuming all the supplies does everything that goes into these these targets uh the materials i guess you should say does some of the stuff come from outside the u.s or is it all u.s sources as well because that happens um, sometimes you have to go outside the u.s for certain things my guess is the so i I haven't sourced everything. You know, we've had to reorder some of the supplies. Okay. Um, and so I, I don't know. You know, I, okay. I order yeah. locally from everyone here in the U.S. Right. I would imagine, as you mentioned, they're probably getting something. Well, sometimes who knows somewhere. where they get it from, exactly. though, right? Yeah. Too. You've the got cardboard, that, yeah. I've got, dude, I have so much cardboard. You know, our shop is, I've got a stack <laughs> that's 20 feet high of, you know, these Gaylord size of, you know, cardboard boxes if you know what a gaylord is it's like right. four feet by five feet or six feet cardboard uh box and so it's that high 20 feet high and uh wow. i've got probably 10 other stacks stashed you know in the attic and elsewhere yeah. so um my guess is that that's got to come from overseas I, I can't imagine that being produced here but who maybe knows? it is yeah. we'll, we'll see yeah. yeah who knows um and as far as cutting up the cardboard have you got a machining process for that or how does it no. I've really? improved that process. You know, it's a what? bandsaw, dude, a, that we're using. Really? Um, I, I've created some molds, though. You know, it was they were drawn with pencil and, you know, slowly going along and, and drawing the, the targets. And so I, I've created some molds to where I'm going. You know, I'm popping those out. You know, it takes me a couple of seconds each target versus, you know, a lot longer when they were tracing right. them out and then making sure they were perfect. So 
creating wow. those molds, you know, making some improvements there has been something I've focused on. And so we'll get there to where it's an even better process. I don't know if it's a CNC yeah. or, you know, some type of thing that, that really makes it easier for us. Yeah. Well, as far as it being absolutely perfect, speaking of the cardboard, right? Like once you wrap it with the target sticker, like it doesn't really matter. At that exactly. Point. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife is a perfectionist and so she helps with the manufacturing and sometimes she'll hold me up a, a cardboard and say, Hey, this edge is, not 100 like, <laughs> no one's gonna know and they're gonna shoot the crap out of it so it's okay as long as awesome. the powder is good in the middle i think that's the the, the key there so right yeah as long as it as long as it gets it done yeah. uh we're gonna we're gonna switch gears here uh again yeah. ricky and uh and put you on the spot we've got a uh, segment powered by our friends over at anderson that we call on the spot as a matter of fact go figure um uh, and just uh real quick about anderson uh talk about of every show uh, Anderson Manufacturing, whether you're looking for the modern sporting rifle stuff, the PCCs, uh, the, uh, I don't have it, still don't have it in here, the uh, Kiger handguns, both the Kiger 9C as well as the 9C Pro, which is absolutely amazing, uh, and soon to come the bolt actions, uh, Kiger, um, Kiger Anderson uh, has a, a lot of cool stuff and has for a very, very, very long time. Uh, don't know if they brought back their Cerakote of the Month just yet, uh, but they were running that earlier this year and some pretty awesome finishes they were doing uh, on their stuff too. Custom shop work, you name it. Uh, they've been around a long time. Most of you guys know who they are, so uh, thank them for uh, powering this particular segment. So the way this works, Ricky, is uh, you are on the spot. I'm going to ask you a few questions here. Nothing's okay. going to be hard and fast. We're going to have fun. Answer these however you wish. There are no wrong answers, but there are wrong answers. <laughs> uh, I will I will admonish you if you answer these wrong. So Fair just enough. so you know, uh, we will make fun of you. Uh, it's <laughs> okay. all in love, but we will do it. Um, but, yeah, you can caveat these however you want. Uh, explain them out however you want. Uh, we'll start off with uh, what was your first firearm? Uh... So my parents gifted me a Mossberg 12 gauge rifle when I was a kid. Oh, nice. Okay. Mossberg. That was the uh, first Mossberg shotgun was the first I bought. Yeah. Okay. I turned 18. So, hey, you passed that me, one. I like Mossberg. You passed that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Mossberg guy. Nothing wrong with the Remington. The 870s are, oh, yeah. are iconic, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a Mossberg guy. Yeah. Uh, first vehicle. Uh, it was a 1983 Toyota Corolla, I think it was. Oh, okay. Bright That's orange. A... It was awesome. Oh my God. As if it wasn't bad enough being a Toyota <laughs> Corolla in the oh, early eighties, it, it oh, was yeah. bright orange. Ah. <laughs> it was awesome. I had a, um, I had a 79 Celica once upon okay. a time. Yeah. Uh, and don't, don't, don't even think it was nice. You talk about a beater. <laughs> this was a 79 Celica in like the late eighties. It's a sports so, car, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was, well, <laughs> I mean, it, it could, could have been a sports car, I suppose. One point. It was a beater. It wasn't a sports car no more. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, uh, when you said Celica, I had a, uh, uh I had a Honda Civic hatch, 80, oh, yeah. 81 or 82. I can't remember now. Cool. Uh, and, oh man, uh, both of those were big. But your first vehicles are supposed to be crappy. Right. Let's They're be supposed honest. to make you a humble. Right, right. Um, favorite actor or actress? Ooh, I. Pff. Oh. Are you too good to watch TV? 
you know, I know. You don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> Netflix busy. and you don't Netflix and chill like the kids nowadays, man. Come on. No, I, I do not. But I do watch a, a Netflix episode or two when I fall asleep. And, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, the Breaking Bad. So Brian Cranston, I think, is a fascinating oh, yeah. actor. So yeah. I favorite actor i don't i don't have one or especially actress but i not not to be sexist but i you know i, I would say <laughs> actor i'd say brian cranston something like that maybe a mark Wahlberg from shooter you know some of those type of shows are you know i enjoy watching yeah, so true. sure yeah yeah she probably was out there said uh she had an 85 chevy cavalier so no, my, my my dad bought my mom my dad was in the uh in the, well my dad's pretty much been in oil field his entire life but uh it bought my mom in 86 a brand new z24 which was the, oh, wow. the high-end cavalier of the time and that was in 86 so very familiar with that body style and uh cool. yeah those are those are cool um let's see favorite breakfast cereal Ooh, you know this is gonna date me a little bit or at least yeah i, I love the cracklin o brand uh my wow, dad okay that was my dad's cereal as a kid and he wouldn't let us touch it and occasionally i would sneak a bar you know a bowl um and i did i rediscovered that uh, a year or two ago i still make it oh yeah i mean it's it's five bucks a small little box six bucks a little box but it's wow. my favorite that's when i have cereal you know a couple times a week that's what i'll sure yeah that's what i'll pound yeah cereal when you become a when you when you're a kid, cereal is life. I think <laughs> it's ice cream in the morning. But the, yeah, but then when you, as you grow up, it's like cereal is one of those. It's almost a treat. Yeah. Um, I don't get cereal, uh, but I, I pretty much I don't know that I eat cereal all year long. But I'm going to tell you what: you go to Shot Show every January, and at 7:30 in the morning in the media room when they sit out the breakfast they have those little boxes of cereal you know the ones yeah. I'm talking about oh yeah little mini boxes and dude i load up with an arm full of those <laughs> and go sit out at a table and there's no telling how many cuz i get a variety cuz sure, oh, yeah. and yeah. so i don't get cereal all year and somebody i had actually had the nssf on on the podcast i forgot what it was, it was probably a year ago or or maybe longer now and um I told him that story, and I said, I don't care what y'all do with SHOT Show. I said, just never get rid of the cereal in the media room. <laughs> sure. I'm like, and, I'll be, and I'll be happy, because that's oh, the only time, only time I get cereal. <laughs> um, favorite cartridge? Ooh, you know, gosh, I don't know. I, I try to steer clear of this conversation, because I'm not as educated as so many people out there. But, you know, as a hunter, I've shot a 300 Win Mag for five or six oh, years, and I've put – I put some animals down with that. And so that's my caliber. You know, I've got a bunch of other hunting rifles that I've taken out. Uh, but ultimately I always go back to that 300 wind mag just cause it yeah. delivered for me. It's, it's trusty. And so, Oh yeah. The, yeah. the science, you know, all the, all that other stuff oh. I know a little bit, but nothing compared to probably you or most people in the, in the industry. So, you know, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Not everybody's going to know everything. So, I mean, it's, that's <laughs> perfectly fine. But uh, 300 Winback solids, but you're yeah. right. Better up forever. It's a performer. Yeah. Um, you know, military use, it's seen. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, I, I'm curious, what kind of distances being in Utah, what kind of distances do you, do you usually push that thing out to? Yeah, so I hunt in uh, Utah and Colorado. So I probably, I think the furthest I've shot or furthest I've put an animal on the ground was probably 500 yards. Wow. Okay. But, you know, I've got buddies that shoot out 
you know, significantly more, but they're much more right. talented than I and would take a further shock. You know, I, that's kind of my max of, you know, terms yeah. of ethics and what I'm comfortable with is kind of that 500 sure. last. So I think that's about the max of what I've done is 500. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the worst thing is to wound one. And then right. the next worst is to wound one and then have to chase it. That sucks. I've been all night and everything yeah. else. And, uh, yeah, trying to try to track stuff down. That's, that's horrible. So yeah. you, you have to have, when you're talking about hunting and, and any kind of distance, you have to figure out what your, your comfort zone is. Right. For that if it's outside that, let it go. It's what it's yeah. meant to be, you know? Yeah. Um, have you ever shot the 300 Weatherby Magnum? Uh, no, I've shot the 300 Ultra Mag, but not okay. the Magnum. Okay. Um, so I'm a big 300 Wind Mag fan myself. Uh, I like a 300 Weatherby Mag slightly better. Really? Okay. Uh, but it's because same projectile, right? Same powders. Uh, it's just take a 300 Wind Mag case and make it about a quarter inch longer. Really? Oh, sweet. You know, you know what I mean? Nothing wrong so, with that. It's basically a pumped up 300 wind mag. Yeah. So, you know, you get a little more distance, you get a little more energy, you get a little more of this, a little more of that, uh, yeah. just be just because of the size, um, and and difference in the felt recoil and stuff like that. It's not that bad. Cool. Um, I, guess, I guess I'm getting a new gun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, eh, ammo. Unless you unless you load your own ammo, I wouldn't I do, advise. Yeah. I wouldn't advise going 300 Weatherby Magnum. Yeah, I, I reload um, all mine. Okay. But you're good. You're good. Yeah. Get you some. Get you some brass. Buy a few boxes of factory. Is exactly. what I would say. Oh, yeah. uh, start off with a three, few boxes of factory. Your projectiles are going to work. Your powders and primers. Yep. So you're you're basically good to go. So yeah, yeah there you go. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I like spending other people's money. That's awesome. <laughs> um, favorite vacation spot, and you don't have to be specific. Ooh. I don't like to get you know super nosy with people, but mountains, yeah. beach, you know county fair you know some type of resort <laughs> i love the mountains you know we we do go to some of the more popular you know that disneyland or something and i enjoy that with the kids sure but for me uh it's getting in the sticks in the mountains you know we i live in utah and i'm i live five minutes from a canyon that we're then you know in the national forest and you know i i wow. throw from the the national forest here and you know thousand i don't know millions of acres right you know right in my backyard pre pretty much so i enjoy that um and there's no specific i mean they're the uintas you know are, are close to me here a, an hour away or so and so right up there is just a magical jungle with pine trees i mean it's just i love it up there the right, everything right. the fishing the the off-roading you know your utvs atvs dirt bikes uh sitting around the fire that that's that's what brings me peace that's what uh I, I can come back down to earth before I go back to the stresses of life. So that's what yeah, I like. Yeah. yeah. There's something about being out in nature. Yeah. You know? Can't get yeah. enough. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, so yeah, that was our, uh, all the spots. Brought oh, to not too scary. By, uh, by, yeah. Nah, it's all fun. Uh, brought <laughs> to you by, uh, by Anderson. So uh, thanks to them. Uh, Ricky, want to give you uh, uh, a few minutes here, I guess first, is there anything that we've forgotten in uh, in our conversation? We've covered um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I think you know the the I guess the calls that I would be kind of my my elevator pitch. I guess first, you know, with sput targets, it can take any caliber that shoots five hundred feet per second or faster. So some of your smaller Daisy BB guns 
aren't going to cut it. They're not going to, you're not going to get the reaction. It might go through the front layer of the target, but it won't go out the back. So you're not going to see that powder. So right. just someone who's wanting to shoot with kids. That's one part of that education that we're trying to get out there is, you know, these targets are also for kids, but you've got to have a, a pellet gun, a, an air gun or something that shoots, shoots 500 feet per second or faster. Right. Um, so in terms of elevator pitch about me, about the company is, you know, get out and shoot, uh, you know, get out as often as you can, make sure you're prepared, make sure, make sure you're uh, well-trained for scenarios that, you know, you might uh, scare yourself that I, like I do, uh, or I think about, you know, how can I make sure I'm prepared, but also my kids, you know, I love spending time with my kids and I prefer them not to be in front of a TV or a screen. And so yeah. anything I can do to get them outside and get them out enjoying the great outdoors. And luckily I'm, I'm blessed with four kids who enjoy that um, and, and follow me, up and down in the hills and, and so we we get out and shoot and, and training them young so i think that's that's the point of sput targets i think is is getting people out there especially those young shooters i, I think as we've developed the company that's what it is it's it's yep it's getting families out you know it's, once again it's not that tactical shooter who's you know he, he's out and training for hours a day and he's you know he's got his little 3d not as little he's got his 3d target set up or whatever and he's you know going hard it's it's not that guy and i i recognize that and we're not trying to pitch it as that and so those guys coming after me and attacking me fine you know if you feel yeah. better that it's this is a right. fun gimmicky product if you want to call it for your kids and your family so right yeah no we, we took the scouts out you know our, our local youth uh out this summer and i had a bunch of those targets out and we shot and they loved it you know most of them oh, yeah don't shoot as often as my family, you know, me and my kids do. Uh, they're, they, they don't have guns in, the, in their house. And so they loved it. It was exactly what it was intended to be. They, they right. saw the reaction. They saw that they were getting better and getting closer to the target and, you know, mission achieved there. So, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Um, as far as following you guys, you know, what's going on, uh, the website, social medias, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, check out targets.com. Uh, we're on, I don't know our, we're on Facebook and Instagram. I should probably know our, our yes, tags sir. or our handles. Um, but we're on. S-P-U-T, S-P-U-T, Target. Just search it. Don't search the other word because God knows what will come up. But Sput Targets with a P and you're good. Yeah. Sput Targets and we're on, I mean, you can, we're linked on our page to our Facebook and Instagram, but you can find pretty easily on Instagram or Facebook. So. Yeah. follow us so you know we have some stuff we're trying to get more better at posting and being more involved but uh yeah we're out there so and if folks and if folks uh and if folks pick some up i guess tag you guys in pictures please, and yeah and give us feedback you know, we love reviews you know hopefully all the reviews are positive but that feedback helps us be better as a company and make the decisions yeah. we need to, to to give a product that is worth it and, and valuable and so providing that feedback even if negative please you know submit a review or send us an email on facebook whatever so right awesome well ricky thanks for uh thanks for joining us today man appreciate it yeah. had uh i had fun good conversation yeah i yeah, appreciate you having us on and looking forward to it if it happens again and yeah get you out and shoot. all righty okay thank you oh so, uh you bet and uh yeah with that we're gonna uh put this one in the books we're gonna sign off on it so uh thanks for those that were out there live that uh, jumped in. Uh, thanks again to Ricky for joining. Thanks to Monstrum. Thanks to Anderson. Thanks to the uh, YouTube uh, channel uh, members. And yeah, you know, it is um, one more episode next week of the late 2023 season. And then we're 
on the road to shot and we'll have the 24 season after that we've got uh, fold ar coming up next week will be the last episode unless something crazy happens and uh, we end up adding one which i don't think we will um but we're recording this on a thursday and uh, at the end of the show on thursday because we're not around on friday we always like to say if you're listening to this before the weekend have a safe and happy weekend we'll see you on the opposite side uh till next time don't forget to chain fire freedom bye we appreciate the patreon patrons and youtube channel members who keep these podcasts going if you're looking for cool stickers patches and other gear be sure to check out clovertack.com thank you for tuning into this episode of the clovertack podcast <laughs>